Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say, right back at him, I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of the Pressure Point podcast. We are back after a, a long off season. It's been a, a big break, but we are back season three. Very exciting and joined as always by my favourite co-host, Quinny DeLuca. <laughs> How are you, mate? It's been a long time. Mate, it's been, it's been a very long time. It feels weird being back in the studio recording again. This goes to prove that I guess we're not a lockdown podcast. We actually continue out of the lockdowns and Hopefully we've got a few of you through it, but yeah, now we're back and uh, hopefully bigger and better things in uh, season three for twenty twenty two. Well, we've evolved. Like we've got a few new additions to the studio. Like we've got a screen for for those listening. Um, Absolutely, we've got a squeaky chair. I can hear you sitting that, on over is there. Is that mine or yours? Yeah, no, it's your chair. It's very squeaky <laughs> over there. You must have put on a few kgs in the off season, I reckon, Jeez, mate. That's not a good sign. Um, yeah, so yeah, we've got a few new additions. Um, I feel like the lighting's a bit better. Maybe we just maybe daylight savings has something to do with it, but. Um, it's good. It feels good to be back. Feel nice and refreshed after a big break. Um, speaking of big breaks, how was it? What did you, you get up to? I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, plenty. Obviously, we our last episode from memory was late November, so obviously had the Christmas and New Year's period, which was interesting. Christmas is always way too busy, and then New Year's Eve was always a bit of fun. So um, we actually went house sitting um, for a month in Cheltenham, which is quite nice. A nice house there with a pool. So just wanted to be close to me, didn't you? Absolutely, mate. Moved down your side of town, so uh, no, it was nice having a pool out there and sort of first time living at a home, a little experience. Didn't pay rent or anything, which is a big bonus, but it was nice living at a home. So I'm thinking, hopefully, buy a place coming soon or renting somewhere, just because I got to get out of out of the house now. I've experienced it, had that taste. Yeah, that makes sense. So no, it was good. Just sat by the pool pretty much the whole time. New Year's Eve was pretty good. Yeah. Went to Johnny's Green Room in uh, on Ligon Street, which. Being Italian, you'd probably expect me to go there, but it actually wasn't a very uh, Italian crowd, if uh, you can believe that. But it was quite a good night. Um, and I was about in and took it easy. New Year's Day, sat by the pool yeah. and just had a couple of beers. Yeah, how about you? I, well, I was going to say, you've forgotten something important. Wasn't Eric your, your highlight of that, that period? Eric was the highlight. Eric was the uh, the cat that were actually... The reason why we were house-sitting was to take care of this cat. And I've never been a cat person. I've, as you know, I've got a couple of dogs and I'm a big dog man, but... um. This cat just changed my perspective on things. It was, uh, yeah, one of a kind, Mr. Eric, as I called him. He was a, yeah, one of a kind character. Mm, yeah, you loved him. I wasn't too sure about him. I, was, I just don't like cats. It was just very unpredictable. But yeah, that, that, I was the same as you moving in there. When I first moved in, I thought, oh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big fan of cats, but um, it only took a few days and I thought, I love this little man. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, how about you? What did you get up to? Yeah, I mean, it, oh, geez, New Year. So I went away to uh, Port Lincoln and, and Adelaide um, in South Australia there. So that was good fun. Um, so yeah, caught up with the friend's family. Well, my mate's girlfriend's family. Um, so Nadal, Kristen came along as well, which was good. Um, we had a good time. Um, weather was was spot on. Um, very nice down there. So it's good to get away. Good to get on a plane and um, and get out of out of Melbourne for a little bit. Um, and then yeah, New Year's was just in Adelaide, so that was um, that was good fun. Um, and then what else? What else happened over that period? Oh, we well, we, I think we both escaped COVID. Everyone else got it, didn't they? Oh, mate, I think we're yeah, a few of the only ones that haven't had it just yet. Um, touch wood, we don't get it now. But yeah, it's been we got lucky, especially over that New Year's period, which a lot of people were getting. I'm surprised you didn't get it going away, getting on a plane. But yeah. um, my yeah. house housemates had it. Yeah, which, still didn't which get is it. which is crazy. And yeah, you know, a few few people in my family have had it and whatnot, and close friends, and I've been in contact with them, and I just kept dodging it somehow. So. 
either COVID doesn't want me or I'm just a bit of a, yeah, I don't know, bit of a bit of a lucky man. No, so we're just we're just healthier than the rest, I think, mate. I think That's it is. It it's is. that immune system, that <laughs> fitness level, that elite fitness level that we've reached is uh yeah, surpasses COVID. So no, it's good. <laughs> exactly. Uh speaking of fitness levels, mate, we're teammates. Absolutely. That's big news. I feel like that's the biggest news of the offseason. Absolutely. I think it is. The biggest trade trade news that went down um, over the offseason. For those who don't know, I've uh, been a couple of years now. It's my second uh, second year at the Elsenwick Football Club. Um, and I've been trying to push Marcus slowly over the last six to eight months. Come down, mate. You know, give yourself another crack at footy. It's been a few years. You're refreshed. You know, your body's good to go. Let's get back into it. And had to, you know, move a few things around, a few moving pieces involved. And I've offered him a car park and a lift to training <laughs> every second week. So it's... Uh, it was enough to get him over the line, but he's come down, he's joined down at the Elsenwick Football Club, and uh, I think from all reports so far, a big hit. Yeah, I mean, I've been loving it. It's been I'm very glad that you sort of pushed me to get down there. It's been good fun. Um, everyone's been very welcoming. It's a good good group of fellas down there. Um, and, yeah, just loving kicking the ball again. I think that was that fit. Just getting to that first session was good and got a taste of it again, and here we are. Now I've uh, committed to a, to a season now, which is um, it's, it's very exciting. No, I to get back into it. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, shaking out a few of the cobwebs, I can see, and after, after your first couple of sessions, which was good. And yep. a training with Elsenwick, we've been doing a thing, which is um, it's not giving away any game plans or anything like that. But after at the end of every session, we have a, an optional running, um, which is like a running block, usually interval sort of running and that sort of stuff. And I don't know, Marcus gets through the training sessions really well, looks fit, healthy, ready to go. And whenever we get to these running blocks, I don't know, it's, a, it's shin splints or it's a sore hammy. I, I don't know what it is, or it's just a poor work ethic. But what's going on there, mate? Uh, it's age, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely age. Um, You're nearing the dirty third. Well, I hope not. I mean, whoever whoever's organising those those optional runs shouldn't be scheduling them for the end of the training session when everyone's absolutely cooked. Um, that should be at the start of the session anyway. But yeah, that's that's my um, my two cents. Um, no, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, my last year of footy, I did get shin splints a fair bit, and I could feel them coming back a little bit from training. So I'm just managing the loads um yeah might not sound great but yeah that's honest that's the honest honest reason and oh. and age as well you know i'm I'm a, I'm a veteran yeah. <laughs> you are a veteran compared to some of the other boys down there myself yeah. included but no, no that's all right that's all right we'll we'll let you slide but practice matches are coming they're around the corner yeah. so get those shins right ready to go and uh we'll see you out in well, full four quarters I, of footy, I, I, hopefully I took max's advice and, and did some heavy calf raises at the gym during the week so, so hopefully that fixes them up you put a five kilo plate on did you <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly mate yeah, there, there's no. that first swap yeah, yeah. you're going to get a few shins when it's the you mate but no it is exciting um, just the only only unfortunate thing is that we have to wear uh, Essendon jumpers but it is a shame you do get used to it um, I found quite quickly that I actually look quite good in an Essendon jumper I hate to admit um, well I don't hate to admit it you know it's always good to toot your own horn a little bit but it's it's not it's not as hard to do after your first couple of games as you think it is. So you get used to it quite easily, and um, yeah, now it'll be good to go. But another exciting news, and he's around the corner. I can see him at the window back here. Is you got a new dog over the last couple of weeks? Big Chief, the Chieftain. Yeah, big Chieftain. Yeah. How, yeah. How's he been going, mate? Because that's been a, a bit of a ride for you guys the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's been great. Um, so yeah, we we picked him up from a from a rescue place, and um, yeah, he's been an absolute um, angel. He's the perfect perfect fit for us. Um, you know he's so smart. He listens to everything. He eats well. He sleeps well. He there's honest. The only thing that's a negative is that he's a, a very heavy breather, very heavy panter, um, which is not even a problem to be honest. But if I had to pick something, that would be it. So he's he's great. 
I think to paint the picture of everybody that doesn't know what the big chieftain looks like, he's, yeah. uh, I reckon he's at least a 60 kilo Rottweiler. Yep. Um, big boy, absolutely thick boy, double C. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a big boy, but yeah, no, he's, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm going to run no, around with him. He's great. Yeah, definitely one of the best things, uh, best things we've done. Um, it's been, been great taking him for, for walks every day. He, he loves his exercise. He's six years old and he's got the energy levels of a puppy, as you've, as you've seen today. No, absolutely. Yeah. Does he get shin splints too, or is that just, <laughs> just his owner? Oh, jeez. No, I'm, I'm sure he gets shin splints, but he probably just can't say, can't say anything. Um, he doesn't know how to jump, drop out. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe The optional ball chasing at the end of, a, <laughs> end of a walk. Oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. There's been some other sports in the off-season, the, uh, the Super Bowl being the mm, biggest one. And uh, we spoke good. about it a little bit last year. You, you've sort of dipped into the, uh, the world of the NFL the last... You're in a bit pretty heavily. Um, you were following it quite closely with uh, your team, San Francisco. Yep, they well, did well. Yeah, they got right up there. They nearly made it all the way. But what, I'm not a massive NFL fan, so I kind of know what's going on. The Super Bowl is always a big occasion. But how did you find the experience, and what was it? You know, what was it like following your team nearly all the way there? Yeah, it was great. So yeah, jumped on it massively this season. Um, just, just saw it as a great outlet for you know the off season of footy too. It was good to have, follow another sport. Uh, also, love my soccer as well, but. It was good to have another one um, like the NFL to jump on. And yeah, it was a good time because when I jumped on, the, the 49ers were actually going pretty average. And then they seemed to turn it around and um, went on a massive run and, and um, only just missed out on reaching the Super Bowl. So um, so that was really enjoyable. And then, yeah, the Super Bowl itself was incredible. Um, the the Rams and the Bengals, which I'm sure everyone knows about. And um, yeah, it was, it was a great game. And yeah, the Rams won with... They'll probably, they've probably got one of the best teams on paper. So it was great. The Super Bowl, always they always do it the best uh, with that halftime show that with, what, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop, Snoop Dogg. Dog. Yeah, it was pretty. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. It was Kendrick. Unbelievable. It was huge. Mm. I, I'm a hip-hop fan myself, and for those close to me, they know that, you know, I'm quite a big fan. Um, <laughs> what I thought it was, yeah, arguably one of the best halftime shows I've seen, especially yep. seeing some of those older blokes come back together. And Eminem's always sort of been my number one in terms of music artists. So awesome to see him play live as well. But yeah, were you a big, big fan of it, were you? Oh, it was great. I think that's easily the best halftime show that they've done. And I think it's good. it definitely appeals to people in our generation as well. You know, just felt like you were a kid again, just listening to all those all those guys. So it was um, it was really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, you try to compare it with the AFL, but you just can't, like with the budgets that they've got over there. But you, it would be great to see the AFL just really take their entertainment to another level because, to be honest, like, what are we... What are we really getting at our well, grand finals, you know? I th- yeah, I think the biggest difference is, and I've had this conversation a few times recently, I think the biggest difference between the AFL grand final and the Super Bowl, apart from the obvious things, is that you'll actually get a massive number of people that will watch the Super Bowl purely for the halftime yep. show, whereas you know that everyone watching the grand final wants to just see the footy. They yep. don't really care about the gra- the halftime show mm. um, or the halftime performance or anything like that, so... Look, is that a good thing? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you're there for the sport, really. The halftime show should just be a bonus, mm. not the reason you're there watching it. So yeah, I don't true. mind it. Obviously, the budget isn't going to be as big. Um, we don't have the sort of capacity that, or the numbers of people that the um, Americans have. So we're never going to be able to afford that in terms of ticketing and all the rest of it. Yep. The money's just not there. But yeah, no, I don't mind it. I don't like people comparing the grand final to the Super Bowl, though. Because like you've said, it's just you a can't completely, it. it's a completely no. different thing. They're not similar in the slightest apart from the fact that whoever wins you know holds a trophy up at the yep. end so yep. 
It's the only, sim- it's the only similarities, I guess. But for me, um, obviously not being heavily into the NFL, I'll still choose a grand final to watch any day. Over the, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we see it a little bit differently here where we, we watch it for the for the game where a lot of people watch the Super Bowl for the entertainment side of it. Yeah. Even not even just for the halftime entertainment, but they watch it for like the spectacle that it is. It's always in an unbelievable stadium. Um, you know, there's always celebrities there. Like it's it's always it's glamorous um, compared to what we have, where it's you know you're watching it for the for the game and watching the two best teams go at it, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. But I think that's something we could also use from a marketing standpoint in terms of spreading our game globally. I mean, it's all it's, I kind of prefer it just being Australian to be honest. But in terms mm. of getting recognised overseas, we have probably the best sport in the world. I mean, obviously we're a bit biased with that opinion, but just in terms of the excitement levels, like you look at the NFL, it's exciting, but it's a very slow-paced game. There's yeah. stopping and starting all the time. Mm. Um, and it's the same as a lot of sports, really, but we're sort of flowing the whole time. It's exciting, there's jumps. There's, you don't have to explain what's in footy, everyone yeah, yeah. knows. But it's a very exciting game. And th- if we marketed it properly, you could get sort of a lot more attention than we're getting. Mm. Um, but I think we're also kind of just very content having it in our little bubble. And yeah. we, we've been doing it right for how many years now? I mean, why change, what, why change a good yeah, that's thing? That's true. Yeah, if that's it ain't, true. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, as they say. Very, very right. Um, well, yeah, we, it would be interesting to see what they do um, for the grand final this year when when Carlton's in it. So we'll um, <laughs> see what kind of entertainment they put on. And maybe <laughs> maybe get a few Italian artists to come out at halftime. Yeah, they'll bring uh, Andrea Pacelli. <laughs> they'll bring Dean Martin back from the dead. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, what else? Supercoach is uh, is a big one that we're. We're trying to roll out at the moment, trying to get everyone involved in. Um, we've got our first ever pressure point league. Um, I personally haven't done super coach for a, a while, for a few years now. So, um, yeah, it's it's incredibly popular, and I think it'd be good for to get everyone involved, get the pressure point family involved, and um, maybe we'll we'll set up a juicy prize for the winner at the end. Absolutely, we'll work something out in terms of a prize. We haven't quite nutted that down uh, that part down yet, but we've obviously got a league running, so we've got a code out there. You can, you know, if you're interested, send us a message. We'll shoot you the code and get you involved. But yeah, I'm the same. I, I do super coach every year. When I say that, I make a team, go through round one, and I don't touch it for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So I've never done it consistently for probably the last seven years. So I'm excited now that this is sort of pushing me to do it properly. Um, so I'm sort of starting from square one in terms of experience because I really don't know what I'm doing. So it'll be interesting to see how we go, but no, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. No, I made my team yesterday and uh, quietly confident about it, although I did think um, today that I forgot to put in Mitch McGovern, who I think is going to – he's cheap and I think he's going to do well playing it in his role at, uh, at halfback. I'm sure the other 16 Carlton players you probably have on your list you know, covers that. Let me actually count how many I've got in there. Yeah, I, I reckon I've got yeah, probably 12. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You would have all got him for dirt cheap. That's why. <laughs> I'm joking. But Paddy Cripps is a must. Obviously, he's probably the cheapest gun midfielder, I'd say. Well, we're going to talk about it as well. But from what we've seen in the practice matches, he looks like he's back at his, you know, his prime form, doesn't he? I mean, you know him better than me. Obviously, I'm looking from afar, but he looks he looked back. What was it, 34 and four? We're we getting into this now, are we? Let's dive yeah, into it. No, yeah, we're, talk, we're going to talk. Preseason hype was next on the list, yep. so let's talk no, about let's it. Do it. No one knows preseason hype better than a yes, Carlton supporter. Yes, that is true. That is true. So at the time of recording, yeah, we we just uh, beat Melbourne a few nights ago, and uh, it was obviously it's a preseason game, but I think it was just the way we played was was really good. Like we completely dominated them, and I mean they they are the reigning premiers, so to do that is obviously impressive, no matter if it's a preseason game or not. Um, and yeah, Paddy Cripps was back to his um, 2019 form, where he was, you know, the best player in the competition. 30 touches and four goals, um, and he and he looked really good. 
Um, and then even, you know, are we going to stick with Carlton? Is that what's happening? What do you mean? In terms of the preseason high? Yeah. No, we'll talk about everything right. going on. But I mean, if you want to dive more into Carlton, I'm sure well, you can do that. I mean, I was just, I'll, I'll touch on it quickly. Like, obviously, obviously the hype's always big with the Blues. Like, I've seen it year after year after year. That's why I try not to get sucked into it too much. But I think just the fact that we, what we did to Melbourne makes it a lot more um, real, I'd say. Um, but yeah, not getting carried away by any stretch because, you know, if we're, Oh and two, it means absolutely nothing. So we'll see how we go in um, in a couple of weeks' time against against you boys, and then we'll um, we'll judge it from there. But um, yeah, signs have been good, and obviously Michael Voss as, as coach um, and his coaching group have done wonders so far, and um, it's exciting. And then the additions of, of Chera and Hewitt look good too. Yeah, no, you guys are looking very dangerous at the moment, um, and I think that's a, not the same for all teams, but. The hype for all teams is sort of there at the beginning of the year because you're starting to see different changes you guys are making and you think, wow, like this this could really work this year. And depending where your team is in the ladder, you've obviously got different expectations as to what's a pass mark for the year. But it's um it's super exciting. I mean, in the background just before we recorded, the North Melbourne Sydney game was on and you know, Jason Horn Francis kicks a goal off one step, forty five meters out. Commentators mm-hmm. went nuts and you just think, Is this kid gonna be something special? I mean, it was directly in front, forty five out, but it's just that hype that I guess yeah. preseason builds because we haven't seen footy in so long yeah. that Everything's exciting. Yeah. So That's uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Richmond had their practice match yesterday or their first Amy Community Cup game against the Hawks. Mm. And I think, yeah, I'm look not going to... Pardon? They look sharp. We look sharp. Things looked, you know, we looked sort of in good motion and um, we're flowing well. First first half was really good and I was really happy with that. Um, but yeah, so like you said, round one will be the real test and we'll see where sort of everyone's kind of at. It always takes four or five weeks to sort of see who's, you know, yeah. who, where, who's where and all the rest of it. But um. Yeah, I'm not going to touch too much on Richmond as I've been uh, given a lot of feedback that apparently I uh, <laughs> heavy too much, put too much direction into Richmond. So I'm going to I'm going to lean off. Yeah, that. no, that's fair. That is fair. But no, the, the preseason games have been good. I've um I've enjoyed them. They've um I think they they're still a good yardstick. I, f- I feel like preseason these days compared to what it used to be is is a, l- a little bit more of a of a measure of where a team's at compared to what it used to be a few years ago. I think. No, I I think it definitely is. I mean, you look at the teams that have gone out in the park at the moment and even before the Amy series started and it was just practice matches and that, you know, they're playing six, Mm. not six quarters because it doesn't make sense, but whatever you would call it. um, Most teams were fielding their best 22. Like you might have a couple of players if they had a niggle not playing, but most teams had their best 22 out there. So you're sort of getting a gauge of game plan and all the rest of it. Um, So it's really, yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, we were talking about it before lunch earlier today, but... You know, it was, a, it was a while ago now, but I think Carlton won the preseason cup and then you know finished last in the ladder. But I don't that, that happened twice. Okay, yeah. oh, you you said it, not me. But there you go. But that obviously back then it wasn't a real reflection of where a team mm. is at. If you're going to win that cup and then come last, you know you're not you're not expected to win the premiership after that, but not yep. that sort of result. But yeah, so the way things are looking now, it's more of an indication I feel as to where teams are going to sort of not finish, but how they're going to play throughout the year and what yeah. you can expect. And I think that the race for the top eight this year is going to be. Tougher than it's ever been. Yeah. I was looking at teams today and trying to think, you know, oh, who could the Tigers knock out this year? And I'm looking, I'm like, I honestly yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, really I tried, tried doing a top eight the other day and it was crazy. Some team, some really good teams were missing out. So it's going to be really hard and we will be doing our predictions soon. That yeah, will, absolutely. We will. We'll be, uh, we'll be posting to the socials and just before round one. So it's going to be really hard, um, that top eight. But there's always a surprise pack. What do they say? There's always one team outside the top eight that jumps into the top four. Every yeah, year. So usually. I wonder who that, you know, you got, you got Richmond who didn't even make the finals last year. Um, you got Carlton, you got St Kilda, you got Frio, like those teams hovering around. Are one of them going to just go in and jump? But you'd probably think Richmond's the more likely one given where you guys have been. 
from past but, experience, you'd yeah. think. But you, you just don't know. That's mm. the thing. We've got a lot of older blokes. You get a couple of injuries that really hurt your team. This is anybody. And yep. that's it. You're gone. So, yep. And we found out, you know, you found out last year with a few teams that just got riddled by injuries. I mean, look at West Coast now in their preseason. Yep. They've lost half their side. Do you think this is, this is where they're going to fall? You'd have to think so. No, Jack you? Darling either. No, they've had uh, arguably the actually no, definitely the worst preseason. Yeah. Um, the, in recent memory, I think, in terms of the players that they've lost, and yeah, Jack Darling not injured, obviously, just a bit skeptical about getting the jab. Um, yep. which you know what, it, it, it each to their own, I guess. But you well, know. we saw Liam Jones. I mean, that that would have happened after we've recorded our last episode last year, so we haven't even spoken about Liam Jones. But that was a big one. And, was, a ma- and a massive loss for Carlton. Oh, that's huge. Um, you know, and then you've got to try and find... Yeah, so I wonder what the go is now in terms of if, if you lose a player due to that reason, do mm. you get a compensation pick or is that just tough luck? I, I don't know how it's going to work. Well, I don't think anything... I don't think Carlton got anything. Yeah, no, I, don't, so. I don't believe so either. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> in going forward. But I think there's only... Yeah, I think Jack Dowling might be one of the only ones in the AFL that hasn't got his shot yet and yeah. refuses to. So I think it's... Other than Jones, obviously. So... Yeah. Yeah, now for West Coast, I think they're going to really struggle this year. If they yep. if they make the top eight, then hats off to them because yep. yeah, they've done something right. Yeah, I know. It, it, like I wouldn't mind seeing West Coast just drop off for a little bit. Like they're always a team that's just up there. I think it's because they have so many home games. Like their home games, they usually win them. Yeah, um, that's a massive adv- advantage for them. But a little bit like the Cats. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're another one. Like, are they going to drop or are they just going to keep competing? Oh, I'd love to say they're going to drop because I'm just I am over them being yeah. so good all the time but I just I don't see it happening either I'm like I said unless they have a bad run with injuries they do have a lot of older talent as yep. you know everyone a lot of people make fun of them for so yep. if you get a few injuries you could easily drop out of that eight but yep. they finished third on the ladder I think last year yeah but they all had a very poor final series yeah their final so. series wasn't great but the year before that they were in a grand final yeah. so you just you don't know you can't write any team off really no, not at all no it's going to be interesting and then then as you, you mentioned, Horn Francis before and, and North Melbourne, they're another one. Are they going to be as bad as they were last year or are they going to make a big, big leap? You probably expect them to because they've got a lot of good talent in. And they picked up Hugh Greenwood uh, for nothing somehow off Gold Coast. Cheap, so, yeah, cheap as cheap. I still yeah. can't believe that happened. Yeah. Um, that was a bizarre yep. bizarre scenario there with the Gold Coast and Greenwood. But yeah, he'd be loving enough. I saw him kick a couple goals today and he, he seemed pretty over the moon about it. And yep. uh, it looks like he's fitting in really nicely down at the uh, at Arden Street. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think I think North will be a lot better. I think I don't think they'll they'll be good enough to make finals, but I think they'll improve a lot. Um just seeing their, their young talent there. So I think they'll be they'll be good and then um I don't know, Hawthorne they they're another one. Like I think Hawthorne and Collingwood would probably both be bottom four. Yeah, they did. So. Hawthorne really didn't look like giving much yesterday no. during the practice match against the Tigers. Um, they just looked a little bit rattled. And a lot of young blokes, mind you, though. Like, it's not like they've got a the same veteran team they've had for years. They've got a lot of players that some people wouldn't have even heard of yet because they're just that young. So yep. they're, they're a rebuilding side. New coach, Sam Mitchell, I think exciting things to come from I think I think they'll be they'll be fine. They'll just, they're just in rebuild mode. Yeah, they're in rebuild mode. There's no alarm bells ringing, I don't think, at Hawthorne. No. But yeah, I just don't see them finishing outside the bottom four. Yep. Um, last team we'll probably touch on. What about, what about the Gold Coast Suns? Everyone's expecting them to finish last again. Could be their last season in the competition. They've lost Max King for the year. It's just what's a spells gonna, disaster for them, doesn't it? I think you look at the Gold Coast now, their best player, their franchise player, out for the season now, which is just it's heartbreaking huge. news, not for just for the club, but footy in general. You don't want to see players go down to ACLs, which unfortunately we are seeing a lot in the AFLW. Um, but yeah, it's it's a terrible injury. So they're going to try to fill that gap now. Um, they'll probably try and... I presume they'll try and put someone like a Marby or Chol down there, but he's not the same player. 
Um, so that's a loss regardless of, you know, who goes down there. But, yeah, they're just all over the place. Stewie Jew is under a lot of heat. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily his fault or the way the club's managed or what it is, but they just really can't keep players. And letting players like Greenwood go for nothing, yep. that's going to hurt. Yeah, absolutely. So I haven't done it all the time, but it's, you know, it's poor team uh, team management. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah. I, I don't I'm not as I'm not as negative about Gold Coast as a lot of people are. Um, I think they'll, I don't think they'll finish last. Definitely not. I think that they've got enough players in their team to, to not finish last. Like they've, they've got a very talented team. They just can't put it together. Um, but I mean, they got Levi Casbolt, so he might replace uh, ben, Benny King. You know what? He could be one of those players that oh, just gets revitalised at a new he'll, club. He'll probably kick five against us in round four. He probably no will. It just to, just a rub of salt in the wound there. But yeah. speaking of some of the talent they've got, if Took Miller was playing at a top four club, would he win the Brown though? He almost won it last year, but yeah, probably. I think the fact yeah. that Gold Coast don't win many games sort of hurts yeah. his chances. And he's been very bullish on the fact that he wants to stay at the Gold yeah, Coast and build it. something there. He loves it there. So I don't know what Gold Coast are doing wrong in terms of player retention, but they've got to look at whatever's happening with Took Miller and try and you know engage that to the other players because he loves it there. And yep. he sees something and he's looking forward to it. And he is a superstar. He's yep. gonna, He just gets unnoticed being on the, on mm. the, um, on the sunny yeah, coast. I know. I know. I know. He's an absolute... I loved his year last year. I thought it was great. So, um, yeah. And then we'll... You got Matt Real, who's, you know, set the world on fire in his first season. We were loving him on the podcast. Oh, and absolutely, then, we were. The shackles he, are off for him this year. Yeah, well, you got he was injured last year as well, so he's he did his shoulder, then he's done his knee, um, hasn't had a good run of it since he that, those early few rounds. So this is is this the year where he finally, you know, plays to his potential? You'd think so. By all reports as well, he's so professional with the way he rehabs, the way he goes about his footy and all the rest of it. And he just wants to learn and get better. Yep. So I can't see him sitting on the sidelines and just moping around. I reckon he would have been working hard to get back to his you know prime level. Yep. Um, he's obviously young, so he's still going to build to that over the next few years. But I th- yeah, I think he's going to really get unleashed from the cage this year and just go nuts. Yep, yep for sure. I completely agree. Um, yeah, well, we'll get probably get more into the, um, the previews when, when we uh, preview round one. Um, we'll get more in depth and we'll look at who's likely to be playing um, and all the matchups with with the teams as well. We'll do our tips and, and all that sort of stuff. So, but it's been good just to uh, to get involved in the preseason hype and, and see where where all teams are kind of sitting and and what some of the players are doing in training as well. So it's always fun trying to make these bold predictions. But it's the most um, exciting time of the year, yeah. almost, isn't it? When it's been such a long break and news we didn't touch on as well is that round one is going to be one hundred percent capacity. Yep. Great news. Um, we or in Victoria, at least anyway, I'm not sure what WA is doing in South Australia, etc. Yep. But I know at the MCG for round one, especially, it's going to be 100 percent capacity. So well, I'm hoping we break a re- round one record for attendance, which do. we've got every chance of doing. Bulldogs Melbourne grand final rematch the yep. first night. Richmond Carlton, how big of a rivalry that's been over the years, and especially now we're sitting sort of you know equal positions in yep. terms of where we're expected to finish, etc. So I think it's just going to be a massive round yep. one and. Can't wait to get out there and uh, get on the train to the MCG mm. and yeah, walk through yeah. gate six and sit down and have yeah. a, Well, know. we're both going, but we're not going together. No, no, which is another quarrel I've got there with the uh, the membership and the ticketing and all that. I remember 10 years ago, it was so easy to get tickets. You could go with 30 people and you had no mm. dramas. Now you want to go with one person who's got a different membership and it's a it's an absolute nightmare to do. But yeah, obviously myself being an AFL member and with Richmond support and then you guys being Carlton members, it was just yeah. never going to work, unfortunately. But no. It could be better, depending on how the game goes down. It could we could be saving ourselves from each other. Um, <laughs> that is true. If that's the case, but we'll go we'll go for a beer before and after the game. I reckon and yep. talk a bit of shit and hopefully you know 
each one of our teams wins, you know, in our own eyes. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm already a bit a uh, bit nervous for it because yeah, I feel like the pressure is, is right on us. But um, but we'll touch on that in our in our round one preview, won't we? Well, let's not let's not get too we are caught up in it just yet. It's very easy to be. Yeah, no, yeah. we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll hold <laughs> off. We'll hold off. But what, what do we? What can we expect from 2022, not just from the season, but in terms of us as a podcast? What can we uh, let everyone know we're looking forward to? Yeah, so um, so I think this year we're going to really focus on on our guests, so getting a lot of you guys on the pod, you guys being the fans. Um, so I think that was a big hit last year when we saw the popularity of it. So, um, yeah, so if, you, if you're wanting to get involved and, you know, let us some steam, talk about your team, then absolutely let us know. We'd, we'd love to have you on. Um, as the one of the cameras tells us, it's a bit flat, but that's all right. That's right. We'll work it. We've got two yeah. other cameras rolling, so yeah. we're very professional now. We've got backups. Yeah. Lots of backups. Yep. So and yeah, and speaking of what we got, we got yeah a little bit of a new setup as we spoke about earlier with the with the screen there and um, our own table. We're not using a, a makeshift table like we used to. That's so. it. We've got our own table now. We've got some uh, some new headshots taken by uh, Robbie Jacobson, who's down at the uh, Elsinore Footy Club. Great so. man. Great man down there and he's done some wonderful things. So if you want to check out his photography work, he also takes the photos for the Elsinore Football Club. So if you want to see some absolute beautiful shots of myself and uh, Marcus in the future running around for the, for the football club, it, uh, have a look at his Instagram page. We've had some, uh, we've got some of these bad boys that we're about to stick up on the wall shortly yep. for those watching the video. It's uh, <laughs> Quinn, yeah. Quinn looks like a, a South Park character. I do look like a South Park character, a bit of caricature. So it uh, adds a bit of... Um, <laughs> You know, it's a bit of atmosphere to the room, so we're going to throw those up on the wall as well and just, you know, try and make everything look a bit more flashy and, yep. and whatnot. But, yeah, exciting things, I think, for this year. And it is. Hopefully taking up another notch, like we said earlier. Definitely, and, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to um, to bring on those special guests as well. I feel like the back end of last year, we were very lucky, very grateful to have the quality of people that we did, you know, people like Brad Johnson, Spider Everett, Andrew Emily, Tony Liberatore. Like, it was it was pretty pretty nuts, like, pretty surreal that we were able to get all those, those guys on, so... Um, yeah, massive thanks to them. And yeah, we'll hope to do the same again this year and keep delivering on that. Absolutely. And we're not going to spoil it um, because we don't like to ruin things early, but we do have a big name lined up. I won't yep. say who just in case it falls through, but at the moment we do have a big name lined up. So yep. plenty to look forward to um, in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that was uh, I think that was good, man. It was a nice nice little hello back um, in 2022. And um, it's great to be back. I feel I feel re-energized and ready to hit this year and hopefully it's not as emotionally draining as it was last year for, me, for myself personally no mate me too i think we are uh, we both sort of felt a bit of the football wrath last year in terms of both our clubs not performing so hopefully different things but um i think the fact that we're back doing the podcast talking footy every week it's going to uh, lift our spirits a little bit so yeah really looking forward to it absolutely all right well uh we'll leave it there and, and we will chat to everyone for, for round one next week